Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Now let's chat Harness Racing and on this morning's edition of On The Pace, Michael Guerin joins us. Michael, good morning to you. Yeah, morning to you, Simon. It's been a very big week for harness racing in lots of different parts of Australasia. Firstly, Friday, Addington, we saw the New South Wales pace of Majestic Cruiser beaten a nose in the New Zealand free-for-all by self-assured, his old adversary. He was excellent. Then we rolled on to Menangle last night, the New South Wales Breeders Blue Finals, which are group ones for $100,000. Nathan Turnbull training his first group one winner in the two-year-old final. Ma Holmes taking out a three-year-old final. Superb racing there. Ashley Greaves getting the two-year-old girls final two with Savion. And Madrid taking out the three-year-old girls final for Ricky Elchin. So for Jared Elchin, sorry. So massive result for all those people involved last night. And we had a few New South Wales horses pottering around at Melton where they had their Breeders' Crown semi-finals last night. So there's a lot going on, Simon. Lots of different irons and different fires. And, of course, we have the Inter-Dominions coming up starting two weeks yesterday. So harness racing, it's a case at the moment, Simon, of not knowing which way to look. <laughs> well, we've got uh, John Dumasney online. He's about to uh, join us for a chat. John, good morning. Good morning, Simon. Good morning, Mick. Yeah, morning, John. It's been, as I said to Simon, a very, very busy weekend. I thought last night at Menangle, very successful. Great to see Nathan Turnbull getting his first ever Group 1 success, but a really good feel to the Breeders' Challenge Blue Series. And, of course, it doesn't stop there. We have the Regional Series coming up too. So that Breeders' Challenge money and that glory, John, being shared right across the spectrum. Yes, certainly, and, and when you talk about glory, it's also combined with emotion and the results of all four races last night certainly brought out the emotion. Um, uh, better be the best. Um, it was probably a, a highlight. Um, there's a lot of hugging, a lot of tears as well in that presentation area, uh, and well done to them. Uh, the boys with Mahomes and Madrid, uh, they play their part. They, they, uh, they get uh, they get dressed up in supporting uh, the team colours, um, certainly for the horse, and, and, and that really gets through. But but if I had a soft spot for any of them, it was probably um, Ash Ash Gribes' um, Savion winner. It, uh, like, that's all about the family. It's uh, bred by the family, owned by the family. She's the trainer and driver. And, and it really delivers on what we intended harness racing New South Wales with these races, especially with the big cash uh, injection and, and raising to $100,000 each. Yeah, that was a great result, and she drove it inch perfectly. You, you guys reviewed, so Harness Racing New South Wales took on board lots of opinions on the Breeders' Challenge and reviewed it, and there were some concerns in the overlap between some of these finals and, of course, the Breeders' Crown, which is on down in Victoria. Do you think we've got the balance right, John? Well, the difficulty is, Mick, um, when the industry, and I'll say it was the industry because it was a greater majority, wanted to change the racing season, 
Uh, that meant there would be a lot of changes in the, in the races and when they were conducted. Everyone wanted to race in what you know the spring and the in the warmer uh, months. And it's a it's a back end of the season that's extremely congested. How we work through that? Well, in New South Wales, what we'll do, we'll um, as we do every year with the Breeders' Challenge, we'll review it. We'll look at you know the conditions of the races. Uh, it, nothing is ever absolutely perfect for everyone, but it's getting that balance of what's best for for, for, for you know for owners, trainers, and and fans to see these races. Now, uh, the there's a national feature race calendar group um, who sit there and look at these races come in, and they've got to plan them. They have a big task on on their hands for next year, 2023. Uh, the first half of the year, uh, feature races have been released. The second half haven't, and it all uh, all really swings around the the these age races: the Breeders' Crown, the Vic Bread, the New South Wales Breeders' Challenge, and of course, what we've placed right in the at the end of the season in prime time is the Inter Dominion. We don't want to distract from the end of the minion, and um, it's all coming to a head. I would suggest that, well, we have to. By the end of uh, this month, early next month, we'll have the, the program for next year, and there may well be changes. But with New South Wales, with the review, it, it, it will go out there, um, probably in the next couple of weeks, once the Blues are over and the regional start. We'll ask um, all our participants where they see we can make it better but it'll be better for everyone, not just um, a, a, a small group of people who who want to be in everything, but know they can't. Well, John Harness Racing New South Wales has also had a, a bit of a, a fluid time with the two-year-old racing because obviously that's gone to the calendar year system. So we now almost have two-year-old racing, then a break, and the same two-year-olds race at the back and the front of the season. Are you guys going to seek more feedback about how happy trainers are with their two-year-old racing and whether, in fact, we'll continue to have those very early two-year-old races of the calendar year season which actually isn't that early in their careers because they're being given four more months time to to become two yeah, well, first thing we will remember that the age of the horses didn't actually change um, the breeding season's exactly where it was so we're getting towards the end of the season much more mature horses but how do we put everything into 12 months uh, new south wales went out did a review several years ago and it was elected then not to run a two-year-old race in new, in new south wales before the first of january with the change of the calendar, we're now saying we won't run program or two-year-old race in New South Wales before the 1st of February. Let's let's hear from the participants what they think there. But but all our data, and most of it is data-driven, showed that over the last two or three years, we didn't run a race for two-year-olds in, in the month of January. The other very important part from Harness Racing New South Wales' perspective, and this is what we're hearing from participants, is two-year-olds racing against two-year-olds. So that is the aim putting on guaranteed races for a longer um, time into the year, uh, guaranteed, uh, a set program that's out there that the trainers will know uh, on January 1 where the races are going to be at least through to uh, July 31 so that they can they can aim their horses up. It, it, it's not possible to change the Bathurst Gold Crown or, or well, the APG or those maybe Nutrient will fall into that early spot. If owners and trainers know well in advance that's where they are, they have to make a choice. They have to uh, line them up there. And of course, the better horses um, will probably then rest towards the end, for the end of the year. The others will have to fit in the middle there um, as they mature and become better educated and, and improve their craft. 
but uh, in New South Wales in May, June and July we're putting on a pathway series for those horses uh, two and three year olds that are coming through the system so that's certainly what we'll do but right at the moment we've got some conditions out there for two year old racing it's about delivering more two year old racing two year olds against two year olds delivering more money for two year olds but we need to have that feedback and and hopefully everyone joins in and and is um, proactive rather than being reactive sometime in 2023 when something just doesn't quite suit their horse. Yeah, very good point. If those horse people out there think they have a solution to this or things they would like to see factored into future equations, they should get hold of the team at Harness Racing New South Wales. If you don't have an opinion, you don't get to have one reactively, as John said. Um, John, the weather has been brutal and we know it's very difficult for a lot of people particularly those who live in the regions uh, for a lot of the farmers involved and we've seen some terrible scenes right over the last 18 months in with New South Wales it affects harness racing of course talk to us today about the Blaney meeting today I believe there's been issues with the Forbes track and and what the approach is say for example for a club to, to move I think Albury's transferring to Young for example on a Tuesday night Who's in charge of that? Do the clubs make those decisions? Do you guys make those decisions? Um, who's moving where and why? Well, let's talk about Blaney today. Uh, Blaney's uh, sitting in the central west, as we all know. Um, there's a lot of showers. These showers, they may just hit, and they're downpours. They're not showers. Uh, but five kilometres away, there's no rain. Uh, Blaney has been tested the track this morning uh, by the stewards. They, they get up early, they go out, they test everything. Blaney is going ahead at Blaney today at this time. Who knows what one of these downpours might deliver, but that's Blaney. Uh, with the Albury track, it was a very proactive move by the Albury Club. Uh, that area is supposed to be hit by 80 to 100 millimetres of rain today. That will make the, the entire uh, paceway um, area, not the track probably, but the whole area, uh, you won't get in there and you won't be able to get on there. So they made an early decision and that meeting was transferred to Young on Tuesday night. What will uh, eventuate with, there's another meeting at Aubrey next Friday. We will look at that again, see whether the rain comes, see how how uh, how destructive it is. And then we'll make a meeting about uh, the Aubrey meeting next Friday, early in the week, probably Monday or Tuesday, just see what, what's there. But when we talk about Forbes, Forbes, uh, the Forbes track sits on the edge of the Nepean River. Now, the flooding through Forbes is at um, um, record levels, uh, over half a century since they've seen rain like that. And the the volume of the water and the strength of the water flowing fairly quickly through that township uh, with that track on the edge of it, it has really devastated the track. It's taken the, the outside fence down, pushed it out onto the track. It's taken all the track material away. So as soon as that uh, the rain abates and the, and the floodwaters stop coming down from, from higher up the Lachlan River, um, the club will get in and, and at least in the first instance provide a surface for the local trainers to, to work their horses on. That's the first call. Uh, after that, we'll, we'll have to assess what we're doing. But, but with all the other trainers, um, as we've been doing basically since March this year when the rain started, we're seeing where we can assist them with, with some restoration work to their training tracks. Um, to date, um, half a million dollars has gone into uh, uh, trainers' um, trainers' remedial work uh, down the Nepean River here in Sydney, up in the Hunter, 
and now we'll be moving back out to the, the outer regions, the western districts, the southern districts and the northern districts where there is, a, is certainly rain uh, affected or, or flood and water inundation affected tracks. John, it's a big job. There's lots going on at the moment. We appreciate you taking the time to talk to us on a Sunday morning on on the pace and, as always, keeping us updated. Um, we look forward to a further update in a month or so and see if you're getting sufficient feedback from particularly those trainers and owners of the two- and three-year-olds about how they would like their seasons to unfold. Yes, Michael, I'll just conclude with um, Major Delight and, and that beautiful mare that's uh, trained, uh, uh, bred here in New South Wales by Peter Lewis and his family. She's eight from eight uh, uh, last night in the Breeders' Crown heat. Emma Stewart, she got seven out of the eight um, semi-finals so uh, but for New South Wales we're all on major delight and we're hoping Peter Lewis and his family win another race they won the Breeders Challenge here only uh, a fortnight ago um, this is a marvellous filly that can be a real star for harness racing going into the future yeah she's pretty good John John thanks for the time and um, thanks for the update also on Blaney today so we appreciate that we'll be talking to you before Christmas thank you Michael John Dummersey, the boss of Harness Racing New South Wales. Blaney going ahead today. Good to get that update. That's the Harness Racing today. Simon in the state. And we'll be back tomorrow morning at 10.30 with the extended on the pace to talk to some of the people who kicked those big Breeders' Challenge blue goals at Menangle last night. Looking forward to it. Thanks very much for stepping in for on the pace on this Sunday morning, Michael, and we'll catch you tomorrow. Always a pleasure, Simon.